Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is Reverend Rosemary with you. Thanking God again for this wonderful opportunity that we have to share the word of God together. We are going to open our study with a word of prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, for meeting with us tonight and speaking to us by your Holy Spirit and imparting to us truth and revelation that brings about change and transformation. Lord, we thank you that indeed you are at work in us to make us willing and able to do according to your good pleasure. So Lord, we thank you that indeed you have begun this work in us, that you are faithful to complete it. And by your grace, O oh Lord, we will be able to practice what you reveal to us. O oh Lord, we will be doers of your word, Father. And Lord, we thank you that because we obey, Lord, that the blessings of obedience will follow us. So thank you that you are with us and that you're doing wonderful things in our lives and you're watching over your word to perform it in us to the glory of your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, tonight we're going to be looking at the topic of kingdom living. Amen. Kingdom living. You see, Jesus made a remarkable statement when he told his disciples in Luke chapter 17 and verse 21. He said, the kingdom of God is within you. And because the kingdom of God is within the Jesus' disciples, even in other words, believers, that is referring to us. Therefore, we can say that we are called to kingdom living. But what exactly does that mean? Well, first of all, let's uh, start by saying that the world in general um, is seeking after what it feels that it means. In other words, people are following after what they feel that they need um, and what they want. Um, in general, people are seeking after security. They seek after their desires and uh, comfort and a lot of what we call um, our basic necessities, such as where we are living or we are going to live, what we are going to eat, what we are going to wear, etc. But you see, Jesus says that this should not be our focus. Amen. By we, he's speaking about his disciples. In other words, his church. He's the body of Christ. And this is what Jesus tells his disciples in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. He says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Amen. So we see that we are to seek first the kingdom of God, and then all the things that the world is seeking after. Um, that they are working toward, they are working for, they are trying to get, these things will be added unto those who are seeking God's kingdom. It means that, uh, you know, this is not us adding 
these things to our lives. Amen. Um, because we are not seeking after these things. However, while we are seeking God's kingdom, pursuing God's kingdom, God will make sure that those things that are in, that we need for this life, that they are added unto us. Amen. Unfortunately, many who call themselves believers or Christians, um, they 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 know this the, the the scripture. However, they are not practicing it. Amen. And this is unfortunate because um, we when when we do not do things God's way, we forfeit our inheritance in Him. And so um, I don't want to go ahead of myself, but we are going to see this later. But you see, Jesus, um, he lived the kingdom life and he was our example here in this earth. So he didn't, he's not telling his disciples to do anything that he himself didn't do. He did it and he left it. He left this example for us to follow. He came to the earth to die for humankind, to bring us back into union with God. And we all know that this is because of the fall of Adam and Eve when they sinned. Uh, what happened was that we became, mankind became separated from uh, the kingdom of God. And Jesus came and demonstrated that the kingdom of God rules over everything. Amen. And he also said that it is that the violent must take the kingdom by force. Amen. Uh, violent in, in terms of spiritually. Amen. Uh, strong. The Bible tells us to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. It is those who have that mindset who, who are seeking uh, with all their heart and all their might uh, the, the things of God that uh, Jesus is uh, speaking this to when he says that the violence take it by force. Amen. You see, uh, Jesus taught us to pray in um, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 10 uh, that uh, is part of what we normally call, you know, the, the prayer, the Our Father, when the disciple asked Jesus, teach us how to pray. And he went on and he gave what you would call this model prayer. And part of that prayer in verse in Matthew 6 and verse 10 says, um, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. You see, when Jesus walked the face of the earth, amen, um, during his ministry, he, his years of ministry, we know that um, the enemy tried to tempt Jesus uh, from uh, um, doing, fulfilling his mission. Uh, he tried to tempt him and keep him from going forward, uh, tried to prevent Jesus from exposing um, the, the Satan's demonic system in this earth. And um, also 
tried to prevent him from establishing God's kingdom in this earth. However, we know that Jesus defeated him on every turn. Amen. Satan trembled at Jesus's ministry. And the same way that Jesus defeated him, he has also, Jesus, that is, has enabled us to do the same. Amen. Hallelujah. And um, for example, uh, we, when we look at uh, the way, the, some of the temptations that the enemy uh, tempted Jesus with, uh, we can um, look at uh, Luke chapter 4, and uh, that's during Jesus's 40-day uh, fast when he went and in the desert to fast and to pray. And it says in Luke 4 and verse 3 that the devil said unto him, if thou be the son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. Amen. So at this point in time, Jesus had just fasted 40 days and he was hungry. And obviously his body, you know, needed food. Um, nevertheless, uh, when Satan tempted him with these words, we can see what Jesus's answer was. He said, he, he, you know, he replied to the enemy. He said, it is written that men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Hallelujah. You see, bread is for the natural man. Uh, and the word of God is for the spiritual man. And believers need both. Amen. We need both the natural bread and the spiritual bread, which is the word of God, in order to live victoriously in this earth. Amen. And Jesus lived that out. Hallelujah. If we go back to uh, Luke chapter 4, let's look at verses 5 and 6. It's a continuation of uh, how the devil was relentless in trying to tempt Jesus. And uh, we see Jesus's uh, response. Uh, verses 5 and 6 reads, And the devil, taking him up into a high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will, I give it. So this is what the enemy told Jesus. But we also see how Jesus, he never, he was tempted in every point, but he never failed. Amen. He remained without sin. He remained, he remained strong and he defeated Satan at every point. Amen. Uh, you see, Adam and Eve, what they did by sinning was that they lost the dominion that they had, that was given to them. They lost their power and glory to the devil. And the devil used this 
disobedience uh, to take hold or to steal the kingdom from them and to build his own kingdom here in the earth. And the, the, the devil's kingdom and his systems, they imitate God's, um, but God's kingdom. However, it's an imitation. It is a counterfeit. It is a fake kingdom. Amen. And uh, one important thing that we should understand is that just as God's kingdom comes with demonstration of his supernatural powers, well, Satan's system also comes with counterfeit signs and wonders. And this is very important for us to know and to remember. We are told in um, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 8 to 10, that indeed Satan has lying signs and wonders. Let's make, let me go ahead and read that passage. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. Mm. Mm. This is really serious. But notice here, what we are focusing on in this verse is the fact that Satan has lying signs and wonders. In other words, they are what you would call like camouflage. They are really not the truth. What he has is offers is based on deception. Um, for example, Satan even deceives people who think that they are working for God. Uh, for example, Saul of Tarsus, who later became uh, Paul the Apostle, thought that he was doing the right thing by persecuting the Christians. Um, and, but, you know, he was deceived. And likewise, uh, we see that Eve in the garden uh, was deceived. She thought she was doing right when she listened and had a conversation with the serpent and then you know, ended up eating the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But we all know that she was absolutely wrong to do that. So, um, you know, the, likewise, Saul of Tarsus, uh, when he was changed into Paul the Apostle, it was because he had an encounter with the light of God. Amen. So um, he, he, he saw the truth. His eyes were open to the truth then. And so this light of God um, is not just um, information. Um, you see, the light of God brings revelation. This is very important. It's not just mental information. It is spiritual revelation. Because you see, you can have, anybody can have information and still be in darkness. And this is exactly what the enemy does. You see, the way that he keeps 
his advantage over those that he deceives is to keep them in darkness. And when we speak about darkness, it means that there is no light. There is no revelation of God. For example, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4 tells us this, that uh, the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Amen. So we see that the God of this world blinds people. Amen. Those who do not believe. Um, but as believers in Christ, we do not have to be deceived. Uh, as a matter of fact, the word, word of God tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11 that we, that is believers, Christians, are not ignorant of Satan's devices. And the reason for that is because as born-again Christians, we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. Amen. He's our teacher. He leads us and guides us into all truth. Hallelujah. We therefore have a higher knowledge inside of us, the knowledge of God. And so we do not have to walk by sight amen, by what we see in the natural realm, but we receive our information straight from the Holy Spirit, amen. And when we tap into this knowledge that the Holy Spirit gives us, then we cannot be deceived, amen. You see, the kingdom of God is a mystery because um, we can't see it with our physical eyes. Um, it, to, to flesh and blood, it is an unseen kingdom. However, to those who are born again and walking in the spirit and not in the flesh, this kingdom is not only real, but it is powerful. It is effective. It's overflowing with abundance and everything that we need is in the kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. God has supplied all that we need in his kingdom. And um, so that is why it's so essential for us to understand uh, Jesus' words to his disciples when he told them that the kingdom of God is within you. Amen. Um, you know, the Bible tells us that Christ in us is the hope of glory. In other words, uh, when we have Christ in us, amen, we have access to and uh, and we are destined to also glory and power and dominion over everything that is connected to the kingdom of darkness, everything that is connected to the law of sin and death. So the kingdom of darkness, when we think about it, we have to you know, understand what we're talking about. We're speaking about our sin. We're speaking about death, about uh, poverty, about, you know, sickness, violence, you know, everything that causes destruction. That's, that's what the kingdom of darkness um, is all about. And the system that the enemy has established in that kingdom is under a curse because it's 
under Satan's deceptive rule. But you see, as Christians, we do not have to settle for what the enemy comes to bring us or comes, you know, because he's actually working against us. His plan is to steal, kill, and destroy. Amen. But when our eyes as Christians, as believers that are open, and when we take our place in this kingdom that is within us, amen, and we pray, amen, in the name of Jesus, then the power of the enemy uh, that is operating over and controlling people um, will be broken. And this is what God has called us to do. Amen. It's not just about us. It's about advancing his kingdom. Hallelujah. And so um, for our prayer uh, to be effective, we must live um, independent of the, the world system and live the kingdom life. And this is the life that we are called to. Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, we have to remember that we have been delivered from the power of darkness and God has translated us into his kingdom, the kingdom of his dear son. Hallelujah. And so we belong to another kingdom and, um, the, and the, the life of that kingdom is inside of us. We have access to it 24-7, 365 days a year. Amen. Um, rem remember uh, when the children of Israel um, were ready to enter into the promised land and God told them to go in to possess the land and to dwell in there. Amen. That was God's covenant with them. For us as Christians, we have our promised land. Amen. And that promised land is this, the kingdom living that we are called to, which means that we have to cross from the natural into the supernatural realm. Amen. For the children of Israel in the Old Testament, that old covenant, it was all, you know, fighting for physical and natural land. Amen. Whereas for us, the church, this kingdom, amen, this is in the spirit realm. We have to first appropriate it before we can see the change being affected into the natural realm. Amen. God has called us to come out of the kingdom of this world and to come into the kingdom of God and to walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. And so this, the kingdom of God has different laws from the, the, the natural kingdom um, and we, that we are used to. Amen. Uh, and we have to learn to operate in within in those different laws amen and these laws are actually god's design and plan for what for for this kingdom amen living that he's calling us to and for that he has given us the holy spirit his holy spirit who is enabling us to live um, above uh, condemnation and to grow in obedience to his commands. 
Amen. And so um, we have to remember that when we are in Christ, there is no condemnation. Amen. Uh, however, we are not to just take advantage of that and just live anyhow. Actually, Romans chapter 8, verses 1 and 2 tells us that indeed that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. But it goes on to say, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Amen. And then it goes on to explain. He says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. Hallelujah. Praise God. So being free from condemnation is not a license to sin. So we have to make sure that we are living the type of life that Jesus, or that is required actually for the kingdom of God. Amen. Um, you see the same Holy Spirit when we follow him, when we walk after him, because we are called to walk after the spirit, hallelujah. He works in our lives, hallelujah. Um, he leads us and he guides us into all truth. He is at working us, making us willing and able to do God's perfect will. And something also very important that we are told in Romans chapter eight and verse 11 is that uh, the, Holy, the same Holy Spirit who had gone into hell and quickened Jesus's body with divine life and resurrection, resurrection power is the same Holy Spirit who's now working in us and quickening our mortal bodies. Hallelujah. Praise God. So the Holy Spirit quickened Jesus from the dead. And when that happened, at that moment, when Jesus rose from the dead, the law of sin and death was vanquished and the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus came into effect. Hallelujah. Praise God. So the Holy Spirit, amen, uh, is working, do, is dwelling in us. Hallelujah. And he was operating within us through that, the law of the spirit of life. Amen. In Christ Jesus. So we, we, we have this law of the spirit of life that is active, that is operating in us. Why? Because God wants us to experientially know him. Amen. You know, actually it, it, it's um, the same thought that we find in um, Ephesians chapter one and verse 19, amen, uh, when uh, Paul is praying for the church of Ephesus, and then he's praying that they may know uh, what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us world who believe according to the working of his mighty power, amen. So really it is it should be our ultimate goal to live by the working of his mighty power, amen, or 
to live by the strength of his might and not just our own strength. Praise God. And, uh, you know, if we can actually, let's go ahead and turn to, to that passage in Ephesians chapter one, um, because really this is how God wants us to live. Amen. And we must understand that the Holy Spirit has, you know, has done it. Amen. It's a done deal and he's living inside of us. And we have all this potential residing inside of us. And we need to learn how to tap into it, to experience this, the, the working of his mighty power. Amen. Just think of it. It is that power who raised Jesus Christ from the dead that is now living in us and is calling us to what we call kingdom living. Hallelujah. To experience Christ in his fullness. Okay, let's let's go ahead and read Ephesians chapter one. Let's go back to verse 19. Uh, we're going to read 19 to verse 23. Um, Okay. Okay. It says, what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us world who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he brought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things in subjection under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Amen. Hallelujah. So notice here that um, we are called Amen. To live by this mighty power, the power who brought Christ from the dead, who raised Christ from the dead. Amen. And he says that, you know, every name, Christ, who is in us, amen, has all authority and power and dominion and has the name that is above every name that all things are subject to him, hallelujah, and that he is the head of his body and the body being the church, amen, hallelujah. And he, the, the, the body and the head must be working together to fill all things with the fullness of Christ. This is what God wants for us. And this is what the apostle Paul was praying about um, in that passage for the church of Ephesus. Amen. So we have to understand that um, if we truly, we call ourselves, uh, you know, Christians, we have to understand that our faith um, has nothing to do with emotions or feelings, amen. Um, it, it's a recognition of Jesus, who Jesus is and the authority that he has, amen. And everything that is done is done by the power of his name, uh, 
answered prayers, miracles are done by the power of his name. This means that they are done by his authority and not our own. God wants us to be blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. But these blessings will flow from our submission to his authority. It has nothing to do with our own authority. Actually, we have nothing when it comes to, um, you know, outside of Christ. We cannot stand, you know, against the devil. It is Christ in us and the authority of his name. When we use that authority, amen, that defeats the enemy. Uh, So, you know, we will never be able to do great works um, that the Lord is calling us to um, because of anything that is uh, of this world. In other words, because let's say uh, we have accomplished great things or we have a, a great name or, you know, even just, you know, even doing the work of the ministry and calling, you know, ourselves, for example, we are great Uh, you know, some people call themselves great prophets or great teachers, you know, it it has to do, everything is based on the spiritual authority that comes from the throne of Jesus and has nothing to do with our own position. Amen. And so our goal really should be to gain authority with him and not just over people or things, amen. And this is key, we have to understand this, that it's all about God, it's all about Jesus, it's all about the Holy Spirit, amen, hallelujah. Those three in one working in us, hallelujah. And, uh, but how can we do this? Again, it's all starts with our faith, amen because faith is the um, channel which connects us to God. And um, it is the foundations, uh, foundation of God's kingdom in us. And uh, as we mentioned earlier, God has already translated us out of the kingdom of darkness into his wonderful, marvelous kingdom of light. And as born-again believers, we have to renew or reprogram our mind, amen, so that we can live by faith. Uh, We can live like the the free people that we truly are in Christ. You see, before we were translated into the kingdom of light, we spent years living in the kingdom of darkness. We were programmed by that kingdom, um, And we know that that kingdom is governed by the law of sin and death, which is contrary, total opposite of the kingdom of God. And as we saw earlier, the things that are part of the kingdom of darkness um, includes everything that is negative, everything that is destructive, amen, Uh, sin, death, poverty, as we mentioned, sickness, fear, uh, hate, strife, bitterness, etc., everything that is destructive. And we had spent, when we were living under the kingdom of darkness, um, you know, all this time putting those negative things, those negative laws in motion in our lives um, by thinking the wrong thoughts, 
by speaking the wrong things, by acting on them. And uh, we were led then by fear. And fear is actually a spiritual force. Uh, it is the activating spiritual force in the law of sin and death. And, um, and this is what, why the pro, its products are, um, that's why they call it sin and death. Uh, you know, its products are all destructive, sickness, disease, uh, doubt, unbelief, as we said, you know, strife, um, anything that is contrary to God and that causes death. But you see, God came along and deposited into us uh, the measure of faith. And when we received it and believed it, what happened was that the law of the spirit of life was activated in us. Hallelujah. And this law is what we are called to live by. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, that is why our faith is the, the connector, our connector to God. And the Bible tells us actually in Hebrews eleven six that without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen. So, um, you know, if we are going to come to God, we have to do things his way. We have to believe that he is who he says he is. Hallelujah. And um, it's, which is much more than just believing that he exists. Um, you know, many claim that, for example, that they have faith in, in the Bible because they believe the things that are written in it. Uh, they believe that it literally happened. But can we call that true faith in God or true faith in the Bible just because you believe that things literally happened as the Bible rec records? Well, no, because when we look at what true faith really is, it is beyond, it goes beyond that. It is believing all the things that were written in the Bible so that we can see them happen in our life. In other words, the Bible isn't just a historical book that we know intellectually, but it has to become alive in us. And we must experience all of God's promises in our life. And this is what true faith is about. Amen. It's about what is right now. In every generation, the word of God is alive. Amen. Not just what was. Remember when, um, you know, God, the, uh, when Moses talked to, to God and asked him uh, about, you know, who he says, should I say is sending me to, you know, to go to the children of Israel and deliver that message that God had given him. Uh, and God told him, tell them that I am, that I am has sent you. Hallelujah. See, God didn't say I was or I will be. He says, I am. God is forever present. Amen. He is eternal. He, for us, sometimes it's difficult to understand that concept that God is forever in the present because we are, you know, we live in a world where there is time 
where God actually created time for us so we can think of the past, the present, and the future, whereas for God, all of it is one. So God is eternally present. Amen. And, um, you know, the Bible says Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. God is not retired. He is still doing everything today that he did when the scriptures were written. Um, you know, and true faith, still, you know, begins with seeing the depth of this, the love that God has for us that was demonstrated on the cross and going beyond the cross to see him in the power of his resurrection. Uh, so in other words, true faith is seeing Jesus where he is today. He is above all rule, all authority and dominion. And he wants to intervene in our personal lives today so that we can experience him. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. You see, the, the thing is that when we became Christians or we give our life to the Lord, what happened is that we were translated out, as we said in Colossians chapter 1, Amen, verses 12 and 13, out of the kingdom of darkness into God's kingdom, amen, the kingdom of his dear son. So God, took, Jesus took us out of, the, out of this world, amen, out of the world system, out of the kingdom of the enemy. However, there is a work that needs to be done inside each and every one of us, whereby we now need to get the world out of us. You see, we have been saved but we still need to be sanctified. Amen. And so, um, you know, the Bible says now that, you know, we have received a new spirit, which is not the spirit of the world. And um, however, that the natural man does not receive the things of God because they are foolishness to him. And those things, he cannot even understand them because they are spiritually discerned. Amen. And this new person that we have become when we give our life to Christ, amen, means that we have become a, a spiritual person and we are taught not in, in words, um, you know, that, that derive from men's wisdom, but rather that we are being taught by the Holy Spirit. That is why it is spiritual. Amen. Um, actually, let me go ahead and read that passage. Uh, let's turn to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2. And let's look at verses 12 to 14. Says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which men's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can man receive, I'm sorry, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Amen. So, um, the things that we do and say are foolish uh, to the natural part of us and to natural people. But you see, the more 
of God's truth that we receive and act on, the more separated we will become from the world and the more it will become a a natural thing for us to walk in the things of the spirit. And um, the the word, word of God does that in us when we allow the word to have free course. This is what truth does to us. It separates us from the lies of this world and we cannot separate from the world and live holy lives without the word of God, without the truth. Uh, Jesus prayed uh, in John 17 and verse 17, he said, he was praying to the father and he said, Lord, father, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Amen. And so, um, you know, when we are separating, separating ourselves from the words world system, it's not, it's not something that comes easily. It's a fight, but we can win that fight if we persevere uh, with the truth that we are depositing in us, with the word of God that is at work in us, and we stay committed to the word. Amen. We will realize that we are far bigger on the inside than we are on the outside because greater is the one in us than who he who is in the world. And when we are feeding our spirit men with the word of God, hallelujah, nothing can overcome the word in us. Amen. Um, and it may sound big for our mind, but nothing is too big for our spirit who is now indwelled by the spirit of God. Hallelujah. And so, you know, we have to choose to walk by faith and not by sight and not look at at ourselves, um, you know, our natural man and think that, you know, little me, what can I do? No, it's God dwelling inside us. Amen. That makes us special. Hallelujah. And that's why when God speaks to us um, about doing something, we must not try to um, evaluate or look at you know, the the enormity of what we feel that God is asking us based on, you know, our uh, physical abilities or whatever, you know, mental, uh, you know, it's it's really the spirit of God. If God is calling you to do something, then he's equipping you to do it. His grace is there, you know, to to enable you to do this. So we cannot just uh, think that, no, I cannot do this. It's too much for me. Um, We have to take the kingdom by force. Amen. We have to be willing to apply this type of pressure, this type of demand. We make a demand on the anointing. Hallelujah. Uh, So that we can dominate our flesh by our spirit, by trusting in God's word more than we trust in our own thinking. Hallelujah. We must... uh, purpose if we are going to uh, you know live that kind of kingdom life to be led by the Holy Spirit and um, this is how the Bible tells us um, that we will uh, appropriate our inheritance in the kingdom of God hallelujah um, you know the, the Holy Spirit will always lead us to God's word and it has the Holy Spirit and the Word of God work together. Jesus actually says in um, 
John 6 and verse 63, that the word that I speak to you is spirit and is life. Amen. So when we purpose to think and speak and act in agreement with God's word, then we will not allow, give the enemy any room to work in our lives. And therefore, we will be able to step into and possess our inheritance. Hallelujah. We will be able to be part of that kingdom life that we are called to. And one very important aspect of this kingdom life um, is, um, is the ability to call those things that be not as though they were. Amen. Uh, we saw actually just in our last uh, study the, how important it was to confess uh, our faith. In other words, uh, the, the spiritual principle that, um, you know, we rise to the level of our confession is something that is very important that we have to grasp and apply every moment of every day. Amen. Um, you see, the things that we say are the things that we will eventually believe. And the things that we believe are the things that we will eventually receive. Amen. So we have to understand that our words are our authority on earth and are not to be taken lightly. Amen. And all really that God is asking us to do is to speak what he tells us and to speak it in faith. And as we said in our last study, that you know, when we acknowledge uh, the supremacy of eternal things, the eternal things of God over the temporal things of this world, what we're doing is actually declaring light in the darkness and demonstrate that the kingdom of darkness is expelled by the kingdom of light. Amen. Hallelujah. And really, this is, you know, this is how we, we possess what God has given us. This is how we um, live as uh, you know, people who are part of this kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. We have to realize that it, is, it starts within us. That's why Jesus told the disciples that the kingdom of God is within you. Amen. Hallelujah. So we, we, we have to keep in mind that life and death is in the power of the tongue. Amen. And we have the part of the kingdom living is to condemn the, any tongue that might rise against us. Amen. And to establish God's plan and purposes in our life. We you do that using the power of the tongue. Amen. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, we see that in, in um, 1 Samuel, we see that principle being uh, demonstrated uh, when David had this encounter with uh, the giant Goliath. Amen. Um, we are told that Goliath cursed David by his gods. Um, that's mentioned in 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 43. So when he cursed 
David, what, what, what was he doing? He was calling on evil spirits, or we call them demons, um, to go after David um, and obviously, you know, cause him to lose the battle. But you see, David was very sharp in the spirit. What did David do? He cut off that curse that Goliath had just released against him. And this is what David told him in verse 45 of 1 Samuel chapter 17. He says, thou cometh again to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. Amen. Hallelujah. And of course, we all know the end of that story, how that battle ended. Goliath, you know, his head was cut off. He died. And uh, David obviously was victorious. Amen. So how does that connect to us? We have to use everything that God has given us, everything that the Holy Spirit calls us to do. Hallelujah. As he leads us from within, because the kingdom is within us. And we must be, be quick to think his thoughts. We must be quick to speak his words. We must be quick to take action as the Lord leads us. This is how we will you know, partake of this inheritance that is reserved for us in the kingdom of God. Uh, for example, in Luke chapter 10, verses 17 through 19, we see Jesus again speaking to his disciples and it's after they had returned, um, they had, Jesus had sent them, uh, you know, on, if I can call them on mission, amen, to, to, to share the good news and to heal the sick and deliver the oppressed. And it says here in Luke 10, 17 through 19, and the 70 returned again with joy saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he, that is Jesus, said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give you power to thread upon on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Hallelujah. This is kingdom living. Praise God. And furthermore, we are told in Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 17, it says, no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is our inheritance. Amen. This is kingdom living. So let's remember that when we call Jesus' name, that demons tremble. Amen. When we call on Jesus' name, every angel stands at attention. Amen. And when a curse comes against us, we can cut it off in that same name, in the name of Jesus. And by declaring the word of God, we rise up. Amen. Hallelujah. And we take our rightful position in the kingdom, in God's kingdom, and we rule and we reign 
in the kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. Part of our inheritance is cutting the curse. Amen. Canceling bad reports and using every means that the word of God has given us to live a life of freedom in Christ, a life of prosperity, a life of fulfillment. This is what kingdom living is all about. Assuming that there is a doctor's you know, bad report, well, God is, has already told us you know, in his word how Jesus took upon himself all of our sicknesses and our diseases, and by his stripes we are healed. Well, what we need to do is stand on that word and declare it boldly and cancel the negative report and confess that by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. Hallelujah. Praise God. In closing, let me say this, that you see, we live in time, as mentioned earlier, but God is the eternal now. And God has already given us all things, amen, that pertain to life and godliness, the Bible tells us. Let's actually, let's go ahead and read that last passage, Second uh, Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. It says, his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature. Amen. So what do we see here? We see that God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him, which we gain from his word, his exceeding great and precious promises. Hallelujah. And as members of the kingdom of God, we can position ourselves to receive it now by walking in the spirit and by our confession. Amen. And as such, we can receive our inheritance. Hallelujah. And just live the life that the best life that God has for us. Let's remember that the kingdom of God is in us. It is a spiritual kingdom and we were meant to receive every provision that we need for our lives from that realm, from that spirit realm, from our spirit. And let's walk in the faith that this kingdom in us will supply our every need. Hallelujah. And it is time for us to be strong, to be vigilant, and even to be violent and possess the kingdom. Because this is what we are called to, kingdom living. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you, O Lord, that as we spend time with you in the study of your word, that your truth sets us free and apart from the world and sanctifies us unto you in the name of Jesus. 
Lord, we thank you that by your anointing, oh God, you cause us to cross from the natural to the spiritual realm, oh God, and you fill us with more strength, oh God, um, that we may, Lord, experience the exceeding greatness of your power in every area of our lives. Lord, we thank you, hallelujah, that you're faithful to complete what you have started in us. You have called us to kingdom living. And Lord, we rise up today with this, the spirit that Jesus himself says that when he said that the violent take it by force, we thank you for depositing in us what we need to rise in that power and take hold of what is ours that you have freely given to us in the name of Jesus. We shall possess the kingdom and we will bring glory to your name. We give you glory, we give you honor, we give you praise for all that you have done and continue to do that your name can be glorified in us and through us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now unto him that is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Well, I trust that this study has been a blessing for you. And uh, we pray that you will join us again next week at the same time. God bless you and have a good night.